Stafford blitz coming, floats one for the end zone. Galladay is he in? Touchdown! Block and finishes it off. One foot down. Oh, the second foot. So uh, we're back. We're back on the airwaves, and uh, I'd have to say this is a bounce back week for the podcast, right? It has to be. I mean, we can't we can't have what happened last think, week happen. Again. I don't think that we've ever been in a bounce back situation before, but no. this is this is the time that we have to. I mean, I mean, last week's pod was listened to by a select few people. We had to delete that shit. Yeah, that was tough. I mean, that's I don't want to I don't want to place blame, but those nerds at ZenCast need to get their shit together. I, I agree. Um, I got on the tw- Friday morning when I when I heard the news that the podcast wasn't um, sounding great and our performance yeah, our, our performance was getting shit on once again by our listeners. I, I had to I had to take to Twitter and let those fucking nerds at ZenCaster know that they screwed us. Goddamn nerds! It's absolutely a hundred percent their fault, not ours. No, there's I mean. You know, we go out, we try to find a better way to, to produce our podcast. We bless these idiots with our with our presence, and they go and fuck it up. That's what I told them You're on Twitter. I said, I said, this might be the biggest, most popular, best quality podcast that's ever used your shitty site, and you still can't get your shit together. Do you think Zencaster has a Yelp? <laughs> I fucking hope so. I say we just go on there and fucking blast them one star them and blast them and get our listeners to blast them. So everyone listening, wondering about what happened last week, we apologize. This is going to be a bounce back week for us and, and blame everything on Zencaster and those nerds that mm-hmm. work at Zencaster. And, and really, I think Zencaster should just hire us. Honestly, we, mean, we could do a better job than what's going on. We should, right yeah, now. we should just run that site yeah. and then just post our podcast to it, and that's the site. That's it. Exactly. It's really right. just a Foz Big Dog podcast. That, exactly. FozBigDog.com. Coming soon. All right. <laughs> Coming soon. On to our uh, segment that we are going to continue. It is our hypothetical of the week. And it is my turn to come up with one. And mm-hmm. I am using a uh, longtime listener, longtime friend's idea. Uh, he told me this idea months ago. And I figured it would be great in this segment. And that guy, shout out to uh, Tony Vermilli, resides in Nashville, Tennessee. Um, was too cool to live with us up here, so uh, fuck. Also, Dustin. not worth his shit in fantasy football. Yeah, it's really soft, soft mentally when it comes to fantasy football. But anyways, we'll we'll say that for a different day. But his hypothetical, which I am taking, so it's actually mine now, and uh, <laughs> you know he didn't copyright or anything like that. Here's the hypothetical: you are put into a situation where you are given, um, you know, you're given this situation. And there's two outcomes that can happen. All you got to do, step up to the free throw line and you shoot 10 free throws. You have to make seven. If you do make seven, you're a millionaire. You get a million dollars cash right then, right there, you get the lead. If you miss, you have to spend a life sentence in prison. First of all, are you even taking this risk? And second of all, if you do take this risk, are you confident in yourself to hit the seven free throws? Oh, that's a good one. 
and I've he's asked me this question before, and I. And so I'm not prepared for it because it's not like I took it very serious when he asked me. I'm pretty sure we were out drinking in Nashville. So, like, you know, I, I wasn't ready for a, a legitimate answer. But right. I I see myself personally at the line like Shaquille O'Neal. It's not very good. Not good. It's a, it's a bad performance. So even though I am more confident in my free throw now than I was in high school because historically my numbers aren't great. Yep, I yep. don't think in a pressure situation like that, I'm knocking down 70%. So what do you think you're going to make? Like, do you even think I mean, you make I, it interesting I, or are you just pricking yeah, from the I fucking start? But like, I, I think if we were just to go do this for nothing and you guys asked me to shoot 10 free throws, I think I'd be able to make seven or eight. But you put that kind of literal the stakes, life, the stakes are too high. Like, yeah, the stakes are too high. I would, I would crumble. I agree. I would crumble. I, it's, I, it's like, you know, because like say, you know, you make four or five. Like oh I gotta get rid. You miss one now your heart's beating now you're sweat. You know it's it's oh you yeah got two oh, more yeah. misses. You miss a second one your hands are gonna be like exactly like you vibrators. you would need you would need a hot start. Like if I miss the first one I think I'm fucked. Oh dude if you miss the first shot on that I would just say you know what I'm just not gonna shoot. Then there's no you're like I'm gonna hold the ball for the rest of my life. I'm right. not going to jail. So yeah if I was put in that situation I don't think I'd t- if I was forced to do it then I'm for sure going to prison. I wouldn't want to do the situation because uh, I'm not confident in myself. And like you said, exactly. uh, I think a lot of free throws uh, as a basketball um, expert that I am, I think a lot of, I think not 80% of free throws is just confidence. So mm-hmm. I think if you miss the first couple, you are fucking screwed. If you make the first few, you, I think you're in a great spot. Yeah, I it's, be, co- it's confidence and it's rhythm. And yeah. if you lose either of those, you're, you're in the can. It's, it's a slump, no doubt. Right. And, uh, yeah, like you said, I'm not a historically good free throw shooter either. And when there's a lot of pressure on, I think I think I'm fucked. But I do think I would make four. I think I'd go four of ten. I think with that kind of pressure, I'd hit between two and four. I think that's a reasonable Jesus number for Christ, man. We for are high losers. We're losers. losers. We sound like we anybody... work for Zencaster right now. <laughs> nah, dude, we're not nerds. Nerds get pushed and people don't push me. Fuck nerds. Um anyways so yeah uh that that is our hypothetical of the week uh that was a good one we both like we that. both believe that we would be spending our lives in prison um follow-up mm-hmm. question what do you think your life would be like in prison i'd run the fucking show what do you mean <laughs> i'd be the i'm the big dog on the outside i'm gonna be the big dog on the inside would you tell Get him about radio. our podcast oh yeah i'd see if we could still do the podcast we would Come we'd on, find Lord. a way that would be dedication let our us dedi- make you some money. Our, our dedication to the pod, if we were doing it from prison, would be unmatched. No one would you be You ever better. see Shawshank Redemption? It's like that, but instead of doing the warden's uh, taxes, we'll just make money off a podcast. Yeah, that's right. Call it's us easy. in. It's Let easy. us do a pod every week. We'll fucking run the show, and we can talk about prison stories and everything. All right. Exactly. So, let's talk about another story here. Another great segue by me. Can you give me credit for that right now? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, that was fantastic. Another, okay. Another great story to talk about is the story of the lions versus the chiefs on Fuck. Sunday. Uh, you know, you texted me at about five o'clock asking me how I was feeling. And I told you I was fucking livid and I was, yeah. I was pissed and the lions played, played well. I think they played, played better than the chiefs. And put mm-hmm. themselves in position to win, but frankly, that that's actually what pissed me off the most is they did exactly that and they still lost. Yeah. Now I I know exactly where you're coming from. After the game, I didn't text you right after the game because I knew that tempers were high. 
I didn't think it was the right mm-hmm. time. But as I cooled off a little, not much, I was I was also very livid. In my head, I was like, I kind of wish we would have just got fucking blown out. I wish that Mahomes were just thrown for 900 fucking yards. Like, mm-hmm. I, I hate that we were that close down the line. A couple of calls didn't go our way, whether that was wrong or right. Not up to us. Right. But a couple of calls don't go our way. We lose this fucking game, and now, like, I go from feeling like I'm having a heart attack watching to just sadness. Yeah. I no, was just I, let down. I totally agree. I said to my dad after the game, uh, I went out into the, he was in the garage. I went out there and I said, man, I would have rather fucking lost 38 to zero than witness what mm-hmm. I just witnessed. And he said, no, no, no. You know, at least they, at least they competed and it gives us, you know, it, which it does. It gives us some hope yeah. going forward. But, um, back to the call thing, uh, at the moment, uh, well, what are the two? The Kenny Galladay one with the possession mm-hmm. the possession issue yeah. and got called back. And then the next play, Stafford fumbled Calvary inside the five. Three. But that pissed me off that Stafford fumbled because mm-hmm. that's the one mistake you cannot make. And then the carry on Johnson play that happened. Uh, at the time, the I was very pissed off that they didn't blow the whistle because I have watched game after game after game where the fucking whistle gets blown in that situation. Mm-hmm. But it's always like... I don't know. Since it's the Lions, they, they want to, you know, test the rule. And I don't know if you heard the announcers talking all about, oh, what a great job by the officials. Yeah, isn't it just fucking, like, perfect that it just happens against Detroit that they make the adjustment? Yeah, it has to be against the Lions. It has to be against the Lions. Like, it, it, why, can't, why couldn't it be next week? Why couldn't it be the week before? Why couldn't it be, uh, remember a couple weeks ago, the Saints got a fumble on the Rams, and, and they 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 uh, they did blow the whistle the saints would have scored or whatever and that was the same crew or whatever so it's like oh great adjustment but which is fine like it, it's the right thing to do but it's just it's just typical mm-hmm. that it's the lions that always get fucked right. on the now, on the i yeah on the calls right i agree and it like i was i was very upset about the Gaudi one because i yeah the ball was moving i don't think it was moving enough to overturn the call that's what upset me the most is whether it was the right call or the wrong call, I don't think right. there was enough to flip it. The one that was made me so upset about the Kyrion Johnson call was, oh, I, it, it, I'm literally just so mad thinking about it. Is one, I wish the whistle obviously would have blown. It, it pisses me off that it didn't because, like you said, had to be had to be the fucking Lions. Yeah, that'll probably be the only time all season that happens that they oh, extend yeah. the play. Yeah, yep. But what what pissed me off so much more and the reason I wanted to find a way like a reason to blame the refs is that. You're an NFL running back. You've been playing football for fucking like 19 years of your life. You know in every goddamn fiber of your body in a goal line situation with a pile, you don't reach for the fucking pylons unless you're going above the top. No, you that don't. I was, I've was. i never been more upset. with that, And Kieran Johnson had a fantastic game minus that one blunder. He did. And he even admitted after the game, like, I cannot, I cannot reach the ball out and, and shit like that. But that's what pisses me off the most is they lost that game because of Three really three three plays come to mind: the Stafford fumble inside your own five, carry ons fumble inside the goddamn two, and then the end of the game you were in position to beat them to end the game on fourth and eight, and you just let Pat Mahomes fucking run run free. No one was even, I mean it wasn't even close. Now the only the only disagree I have with you because those first two are spot on the woman Mahomes. Usually in a situation like that, you want a QB spy, but with Travis Kelsey being the way he is and the way the Lions have been playing these stud tight ends, instead of a spy, they double-teamed Kelsey. So I, I, yes, I they did double-team Kelsey, but 
There is, there was a in that play, two linebackers ran with the running back. So that was a blown assignment. You don't need two guys on a running back. I think they had the right call, like they had the right game plan. They just fucked it up, which pisses me off. And then even after the fourth and eight, even after the fourth and eight, you can win that game still. You can hold them to a field goal. You have Mm -hmm. a chance still to win. And the Lions, it just seems like they never, like they play good enough to be in those games, but they just can't get over the hump of of what they did. Just two dumb fumbles. Yeah, Yeah, two dumb fumbles. What I do take away from this game, which I think is kind of what your dad was saying, is for the first time in a really long time, maybe ever, I feel confident in the Lions week to week. I'm not like, oh man, here we go. We were on a little win streak. But now I I think that the Lions can actually stand toe-to-toe with some of these better teams. Like, I'm not worried about our division where, like, usually I'm like, oh, man, that Bears defense. Right. Like, there's no, no way we can win. Like, oh, I, Rogers is going right. to tear us up. And, oh, Minnesota's always a problem. I, I feel very confident in our in I our think chances. they're a good football team. I do. I yeah. think they prove that they can play with anyone. But, again, mm-hmm. uh, I hate that there's a bye week. I fucking hate bye weeks, by the way. Can we get yeah. rid of bye weeks? Just fuck it. Just play them all 16 games in a row. But – I hate that there's a bye week because, you know, I have to sit on this loss for two weeks. And secondly, yeah, it's just another week of not like, you know, there's fantasy football and shit, but I care about the Lions the most. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I do think they're good. But, I mean, I, I can't really sit here and say I'm really confident in that because if they go to Lambeau and lose, I'm going to be disappointed. Like, yeah. I think they need to go and win that game to be like 100% like these dudes are legit. If they go and lose by double digits, then I think everything that happened in the Chiefs game, all the progress and all the hope we're talking about, is just wiped mm-hmm. off. I agree. Because I mean, I think. Yeah. Go ahead. I, I don't know. I was just going to say that one of the bigger points for me this year, at least, has been the offensive line. Obviously, this yeah. last game they gave up a couple of sacks, and of course, it happened as the announcer was saying, "Boys haven't given up a sack in two fucking announcer Chris bullshit." But I think the offensive line is where. The big strides have been. I think that they've, I mean, obviously last year they had pretty much the same receiving core, running back. Your quarterback's been there forever. Get a new tight end, but that's not, you know, the biggest game changer. But the offensive line has just looked, they've looked I good. Think, very, very good. Yeah. And, and really the the one, another part, I think, I think Matthew Stafford went toe-to-toe with Mahomes, if not better than Mahomes in that game. I agree. I mean, Mahomes missed a lot of throws. Uh, Mahomes still made a lot of great plays. But, mm-hmm. I mean, Stafford made some fucking – did you – I mean, the end of the game, like when the game was pretty much over, that, that throw he made to Marvin Jones across the middle, mm-hmm. like sidearmed it off his back foot. The Kenny oh, yeah, Galladay TD through, through four people, which has actually – I've seen on Twitter has gotten some love like from like Bleacher mm-hmm. Report and shit. And, you know, when mm-hmm. Bleacher Report's tweeting about fucking Matthew Stafford, I mean, that, that's, exactly. that's a telling sign. They never talk anything about the Lions. He made a throw in between four guys. Even that last throw to Kenny Galladay that – where you know toe dragged it in, like I felt like mm-hmm. he he went toe to toe. Like we talked, we want to just let let Stafford air it out, let Stafford make plays, mm-hmm. and they did. Yep. Yeah, and he did. No, I think it was a really well it was a well called game by uh, the Lions. I think that their offensive game plan that went into that game was it was enough run to pass where Stafford still got to go and sling the fucking rock, but Carryon kept the defense honest. Yeah. Um, and like you said, I mean, I, I was watching Stafford make, I think it was the first throw that he had, the one down the the seam of the defense to, I think it was Jones. 
Might have been Gagne. Jones or Gallagher. One of the yeah. two, yeah. But just that first throw, I mean, it was to put it right on the money in stride. It's like a 25-yard gain. I was like, wow, we... Yeah. Like I normally Stafford either throws a check down to start the game or you like, you know, he over you're like, oh shit, there's the overthrow. I just didn't see it. I didn't see any of those. Yeah, you look good, man. Throws. It was just it's always just the one fucking play with that guy. And it was the fumble. Yeah. If he doesn't fumble, we probably win that game. And you can I mean, mm-hmm. again, I'm not throwing a fit about Stafford. I think Stafford's been good through four weeks. I mean mm-hmm. I've understood the hate. But how about on that, that before, defensive but... punch too? Ooh. They're they're good. I don't I mean Coleman, Justin Coleman is a dog. Yeah, a that dog, dude can play. Dog, I agree. Agnew, Agnew had one too, I think, mm-hmm. which Agnew's yeah. actually re- rebounded nicely the last couple weeks after the first two weeks. I wanted the fucker off the team. Um, exactly. But yeah, they, I mean, they've done, they're doing everything you really want. They just, they, they got to stop the dumb, the dumb mistakes and shit. But yeah. And I think, I think it will get there. I think it'll, I mean, you know, the Stafford fumble, that's tough, you know. But, I again, I don't know if that's really as much on him as everyone's saying. I mean, it's sack from behind. You're not really ready for it. He's trying to make a play, I understand. You'd love right. to see him tuck it because, you know, it's third down. You right. want to just get points. But right. the, we'll the one that obviously stands out the most is that carry-on one. That one's – because yep. it, was, it was unforced. It was an unforced error. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, we'll see, though. Uh, we got a bye week, so next podcast will just be – previewing that uh that monday night football showdown in green bay which i'm fucking pumped for i'm even more pumped for that shit than i was uh uh the chiefs game but moving on just a live update for you we both have money riding on the atlanta braves it is uh top of the six one to one still shane green has entered the game and he has given up a double so there is a top six (laughs) top six one out and a runner on second um shane green you never want to trust Shane Green with your with your unless money. it's a save opportunity, right? But I that think was the he, only uh, chance I trusted that guy. I think when he got traded to the Braves, I think he blew three saves in a row, so <laughs> he will no longer be in that closer role. But now that Shane Green's in the game, I am nervous about the Braves' chances. All right, yeah, they just moved the guy over to third yep, too. Moved him over to third. This fucking god, this fucking guy. All right. Damn it, Shane. Another uh, quick football topic. I don't want to spend a lot of time on this. We've we've had some requests to talk about this, um, so we can cover it quickly. Uh, Michigan, Michigan State this weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, last weekend, Michigan beat the shit out of Rutgers, which in my mind doesn't count because Rutgers, Rutgers is fucking terrible. Rutgers, I don't yeah, think awful. Rutgers would win the MAC if you put them in the MAC. Um, mm-hmm. So anything that happens in that game, sure, you, you, they did what they were supposed to do, but um, doesn't matter. Michigan State. Um, went wire to wire with Indiana. Indiana had Penis Jr. in at uh, quarterback, and that kid has mm-hmm. a cannon. I like that guy. Oh yeah, lefty. That's just let it let Indiana. it rip. Got a cannon. Indiana's always got Indiana's tough. Like one to two. Yeah, every year they got one to two games where you're like, ah, it's just Indiana, and then they just fucking they just play you nose to nose and then end up losing. But like, yeah. going into the week, I remember telling a couple people, I was like, like, oh, this is Michigan. I'm like, I don't know. Uh, this seems perfect. Storm for Indiana to just hang around for no goddamn reason. I think I think in that game, whoever touched the ball last was going to win. I think Indiana mm-hmm. scored too goddamn soon. If Indiana would have scored maybe 30 seconds to go, then they would have won that game. But they scored too soon. Neither team could stop themselves. So going into this weekend, we got Michigan against Iowa, and we have Michigan State against Ohio State. Um, mm-hmm. I guess really my quick thoughts are, one, with Michigan – I think they will win this game because that's just going to be typical of them to do. 
But if mm-hmm. they don't win this game, then it's really like it's 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 really time to like yeah. pack Harbaugh's bags. It's 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 fucking time because yeah, again, this, this is, is another he needs to like oh, they're not yeah. a great team, but they're good and it's good enough mm-hmm. where if they win, you could sit there and say that's a good win. Um, so if they lose that game, then then it's time to really start putting putting shit into motion to get him out of here. And then as far mm-hmm. as Michigan State goes, I just think Michigan State's going to get pounded. I don't know how else to put it. I think Ohio State's winning winning the national title. They're on another level. Yeah, ball. Justin Fields looks fantastic. That guy is just a fucking – he's an absolute – Their whole ter- team. He's dude. terrifying. He's Their terrifying. whole team. It, it's yeah. – they, they, I mean – Chase Young, all of them. Every single one of them. They played Nebraska last week. They were 17-point favorites. I thought that was a steal. I, I couldn't believe mm-hmm. it's only been 17. They've won 48-7. Mm-hmm. to seven. And, and mm-hmm. this week, I, I don't really know – what angle? Did, Ohio State's at home, so you can't really count on Michigan State yeah. for home field because they're on the road. And then yeah. Michigan State's defense is good. Like, it's supposed to be a good unit, mm-hmm. but then I just saw what Indiana did to them. And I'm like, if Indiana mm-hmm. can do that, fucking Ohio State can do just as well, if not even, if not way better. Yeah. Well, so here's here are my thoughts. Again, I agree with you on Michigan. I think if they don't beat Iowa here, it's it's got to be like, they, they would have to beat Ohio State and Michigan State for them to even think about keeping Harbaugh, which I, I just don't see that happening. No, they're not. I think they will be. I think they will be Michigan State because it's a home game, and Ohio State is a home game too. But I, like I said, I think Ohio State is undoubtedly mm-hmm. best team in the country. Yeah. Now the the thought I have for Michigan State is more along the lines of like, yeah, obviously last week was bad, but I think that it was just a the defense underestimating Indiana like people seem to do every year, which I don't get how people keep doing that because every year Indiana's right there playing against somebody. Making yeah, it look they always like have that one game. Yeah, they have that one or two games every year, so I don't get why people keep underestimating them, but they do. I think this is going to be the first real test the defense has seen. I mean, this is obviously one of the bigger games you're going to play in the year versus one of the better teams you're going to see. So I think the only if and I I'm on the same page with you. I don't think Michigan State's going to win. Yeah. This game. So yeah, just, yeah. I, so don't let often, don't let the Kool Aid get in your way. Just just sit here no, and tell I, me I right now it's forty two to seven Ohio State. I think I think the defense is really going to have to play well. To I mean, I don't know if Ohio State will score forty two, but I I don't you're see right, Michigan right. State they scoring won't more score than forty two. They're going to score fifty five. I hate you. No, I think it'll be like a like thirty eight to seven. 38 to 3. I just I think the offense is going to stumble. I think our offensive line's not as good as Mich- as Ohio State's defensive line. I think they're going to just get torn apart. And uh it sucks cuz like you know last week you were telling me oh, don't don't want to bet the Lions just because you know you're a Lions fan. And obviously I was right. <laughs> listen, with, uh, listen. I you were Lions. right. You were right. Whatever whatever it takes to win, but I still think if you were fucking living across the country and you had no ties to the Lions, you would have sat there, <laughs> you would have sat there and said the Chiefs are going to destroy the Lions. I think the yeah, fandom the helps your I am, opinion. I am a Lions fan. Right, yeah, but I did. But I know more about the Lions. I mean, it's probably it's You know more about the Lions than the average asshole that thinks they suck, right? Yeah, exactly. A lot of but that's that's where the difference with Michigan State comes in. I'm a Michigan State fan, but I don't think they have a shot in hell because there's the offense just isn't good enough. Right. There, there's no, there's nothing. There's you know, I'm not like I said drinking right. Kool Aid to right. think. Oh, they have a, you know, I I don't think they have a chance in hell. I'm not. Yeah, I got you. All right, I respect that. It's about fucking part. time you stop drinking the Kool Aid on this goddamn radio show. Huh. Kick rocks. <laughs> All uh, right. Uh, to wrap this up um, quickly. 
Michigan, I believe, is three and a half point for Michigan is minus three point five versus Iowa. Does Michigan cover? No, I think if they win, it's going to be close by three. Close. So they'll get fucked by the half point. Yeah, they might get fucked by All the right. half point. I think Michigan covers. I think if Michigan wins, it is going to be close, but I think it'll be a four, four, five, six point game in there. So I think that mm-hmm. will will be enough to cover. And then, mm-hmm. um, lastly, or not lastly, next. Does Michigan State, I, I believe last time I checked, Ohio State is minus 20 and a half against Michigan State. Does Ohio State cover? I say yes because I think I, I think it's going to be a massacre. Yeah, I think they're going to cover. I think that cover. I think that one will be close, though. I, I mean, I... Like, could you see like 38, 20... No, 38, 17? Yeah. So about 21 38, points. 38, 14, something like that. Where it's, I think it'll be close, but I think they still right. cover just because... Right. That offense is just, they're too potent. I mean, our defense is really good, and unless our defense plays out of their minds, they're, they're going to cover. Right. Okay. So, uh, those aren't our official plays, so don't bet the mortgage. <laughs> don't bet your, your whatever you have in your bank account at the God, moment no. on those. Don't, don't fucking um, do it. But um, those are our plays. We both have, we both are on the same page. Michigan and Ohio State both cover this weekend. They both win. Mm-hmm. All right. But, again, no, I have Michigan, it's not. I have Michigan not covering, but. Oh, sorry. You have Michigan Michigan not covering. You have Ohio State Winning, covering. Winning, but not covering. All right. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, should be two interesting games nonetheless. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, let's transition uh, out of football for a little for a little bit. Um, playoff baseball. Um, playoff baseball is electric, dude. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Must watch TV. Where does playoff baseball rank as far as postseason, postseason sports? Is right. it in so the – I think at the top of – the top of postseason sports has to be March Madness. Yes, one hundred percent. It has to be. No, if you disagree with that, you you can't you're you can't idiot. sit with us. You're yeah. a fucking idiot. Right. But you're a nerd and nerds you're don't nerds. Get to hang out. You cool should kids. work for ZenCaster.com. Yeah. yeah. Fucking Bullshit. nerds. So yeah, nerds. March Mad- March Madness number March one. And then see, like, this is where it gets hard for me. Is like it's kind of want to put NFL playoff football up there because like we're never really watching it because of the teams we love. Like March Madness, I can get into, but like. Right. I feel like all other sports, like except for maybe playoff baseball, like it, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like it's hard to get into playoff football because it's like I don't really give a shit. The, the, I think we'll wait to the Super Bowl and I'll see Tom Brady in it again. Right, right, that's true. But I think Same that's like also a reason people might want to watch is to see Brady go down. Um, but I think yeah. that's more. I think outside of March Madness, which. The entire country should agree on. There's a lot of things this country disagrees on, but March Madness be being the, the best best postseason um, best postseason sport should be um, one that not not one person disagrees. But I think after mm-hmm. that, it kind of becomes more of a personal preference. I love the NFL, so NFL playoffs would be two for me, and mm-hmm. postseason baseball I think f- comes third for me. And I think mm-hmm. postseason baseball is awesome regardless. But like, I just think back when the Tigers were in it. And the same shit, you know yeah. what I'm talking about? Like when there's two, yeah. like I, I was watching last night and I was just saying, like when you're watching postseason baseball, like you really, it really like every pitch is magnified. Like it is a huge, like when you think about baseball in general, it's the same shit. But like if you get in a 2-0 count, like if it's 1-0, you're like, fuck, this dude's got to throw a strike next pitch. If it goes 2-0, and everyone's on their feet, towels are waving. Like it really makes you realize like how important like each goddamn pitch is in the sport of baseball. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, you don't. No, see, I agree with that. You don't. You don't really realize that when you go watching the Tigers win forty eight games in the season. Like, this shit doesn't matter. 
How many times yeah, do you no, think the Tigers it, even got to a fucking 2-0 count this year? Probably never, because <laughs> those low IQ idiots just swing at the first pitch on everything. But exactly. Yeah, no, I agree. I, with you. I think for me, playoff baseball is probably like tied with playoff football because I I still love playoff football. It's it's the NFL is just so fantastic. I mean, I love, I absolutely love it. And then after that, it's like you know, college football playoffs and you know, pro basketball playoffs, which I don't give two shits about unless uh, yeah, the NBA's, Pistons are in it NBA because then I need to bad. Yeah. If if the Pistons are in it, then I care. And then obviously we don't know shit about hockey, so that probably ranks somewhere yeah, higher than hockey, what right? we have it. But we don't know, we don't know shit. About that was hockey. a quote from Frank before the before we went on air. Fuck hockey, hockey sucks. Fuck hockey, hockey sucks. We, yeah, yeah, we don't talk hockey. So yeah, we don't talk um, hockey. Playoff baseball. So what team are you adopting for playoff baseball this year? So There's the got to be a team. I, the team that I am rooting for is the Atlanta Braves, and I I know that kind of sounds like. I don't know. I feel like they're one of the more favored teams, but I don't know. I've always kind of liked, I mean, at least this year I've, I've bet on the Braves, you know, like four or five, six times and they seem to always be my winner. So mm-hmm. for that reason, pretty much alone, I've been like, yeah, you know what? Give me the, give me the Braves. And then if I weren't to pick the Braves or I'd have picked the one that I kind of like wanted to support, I'd probably pick the twins just cause you know, we watched the twins play more than we would watch the Braves play. Just right. They're fun Tigers, to watch. So the, the twins are fun to watch this year. I just I love I love Sano. That guy's just an absolute thug. Yeah, they're a terrible they're, infielder. All they do is hit homers. Thug. They hit a lot of homers. Yeah. I hope they beat the Yankees. I do too. But yeah, I would say probably the the Braves. Probably the Braves, which they got out of that inning. They did. I know. Shane Green, now Shane bottom Green of the six. Bottom yeah. six. Braves got one out, one out. Um, my adopt. God, I, this one's tough for me. Mine was the Brewers because yeah. for the second straight year I had uh, money on them to win the World Series. And for the second straight year, they have fucked me. So, uh, you know, I've really come to like the Brewers because of that reason the last two years. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think I'm out on the Brewers because they never sealed the deal for me. So mm-hmm. I guess this year, I'm not really, I, I just, none of these teams really do it for me. Like the Nationals mm-hmm. bug me. The Dodgers are always there. Kind of yeah, like the Twins. I, like I, th- I guess I, like if Houston wins at all, I don't mind that. Like I like, I respect yeah. the way Houston's done it. I like Verlander. I like their players. But I guess... Tampa Bay is kind of the the underdog and being the you know mm-hmm. Tampa Bay is the lowest payroll in baseball. Yeah, I think it was. I saw something today. It was like Verlander and I don't want to say it was Granky. Their salaries make up like seventy five percent of the Tampa Bay payroll. Right. That's a fucking I, ridiculous. I respect stat. the hell out of the Rays because the Rays They're are balling. the Rays. Like what the Tigers did this year. Like I think back to what the Tigers did this year. Like Tigers did not have to be as bad as they were. Like the Rays. Yeah. Rays didn't do anything special. The Tiger, like any team, can do what the Rays do. You just draft, develop talent, make good trades. These fuckers yeah. got no like, like they have good players, players that could be stars, but they don't have like any Verlanders on their team or Altuve's. Or no, I'm, I'm looking, I'm looking at the the Tampa Bay roster right now, and like the names I see, at least in the pitching that I know, Charlie Morton, Blake right. Snell. That was a good sign. Pretty much it. And then right. like the hitters, like Travis Darno, I guess, I'm like he had a okay year when he was a Matt one time and Mike Zunio. Right. Jesus Aguilar, like G man Choi. Like these aren't, these aren't household names. No. And well, actually the one thing that helped the Rays last year, uh, when the Rays traded away, Chris Archer, which mm-hmm. th- this might go down as one of the worst trades in MLB history. 
Pittsburgh was buying. Pittsburgh wanted Archer. Mm-hmm. And Pittsburgh gave up Tyler Glass now, who's pitching tomorrow, who's got a 1.78 uh-huh. ERA. I think they gave up Austin Meadows, who's batting like batting mm-hmm. third for them, big guy in the lineup. There's one other guy, and they just completely fucking fleeced. Oh, yeah. Fleece Pittsburgh, which sped up the rebuild, but it just shows. I don't know. Like it would be cool to. I, I think they'll probably get swept. I just think they're going to get outmanned by the Astros. I think the Astros mm-hmm. are unbelievable. Um, yeah. But I don't know. I, I just think it would be cool to. It's cool to see a team that has the lowest payroll in baseball actually do something. So, yeah. if I had to pick one to win it, wanting them to win it, my playoff adoption is the Tampa Bay. Rays mm-hmm. go out and at least I don't know. Verlander's on the mound tomorrow. Do the Rays even score two runs tomorrow? Oh man, I don't know. I probably not. Verland, Verlander playoff. Verlander playoffs. is one of the best playoff performers in all of sports ever. Yeah. No, I got I got a little bit of an update on that St. Louis Atlanta game. Oh, yeah, I can tell you got one a little quiet. Is loaded. Yeah, oh, one out is loaded. Shit. Yeah, one out. Like I got quiet because they loaded. And then uh, they bring oh, in Cervelli to who's coming pinch up. hit for McCann. Oh, Cervelli's coming yeah, up. Yeah, Cervelli. Um, and then uh, batting next is right. Dansby Swanson. I'm not watching. I have it on my phone. I just have the little. So do I. Little, I oh. have it on my phone, too. Okay. So I just, uh, I I'm predicting Cervelli gets a sacrifice fly here. Yeah. I God, I hope so. Just get, get us the lead back. Get us Gapper, the lead back. Let's make Grant's some money. Like, yeah, we just need to win. All right, go Braves. All right. Um, finishing up here into our final segment. Uh, actually, I do want to bring up one thing. Uh, I don't know if... I was just hearing things, but for about three minutes of this podcast, I heard fucking sirens going off. Yeah, there was like an was there was there an issue going on on your end? Uh, yeah. So like out right outside my window, I could see the I could see the sirens blowing by. It was I. Did you go out there and fucking tell them we're doing a podcast? I flipped them the bird, and then yeah, whatever whatever emergency is happening right now can wait about thirty more minutes. The yeah, fuck I don't fucking out. know why they gotta be so goddamn rude. I don't care if the guy's dead; he's already dead. Yeah, I know. Aren't you? No, yeah, fuck, just, fuck. That's a real shitty take. Yeah, that's that a real is, shitty that is real. take. I'll try and get yeah, that edited out. That, no, yeah, just kidding. You're gonna, you're gonna own up to that one. All right. <laughs> I'm gonna look like a dick. Ending the. Oh no, no, no. We have the no we names. Got two more yeah, we got two more segments. Two more segments. Uh, last week we introduced the the this uh, what is it called? The no name salute, where no we name salute. salute uh, Dudes that are absolute no names in, in sports or in the NFL that mm-hmm. had a big week, and you know we're gonna we're gonna sell you on this guy is the next up and coming whatever whatever you want him to be, and yeah. uh, you know again this was on last pod but we had technical difficulties and so last pod's last pod's uh, segment on this one was fucking electric. I thought we did a great job selling these oh, yeah. guys, making them more than what they are, um, but it got deleted so. This is really the the real the real debut of this segment, and mm-hmm. we each got two players, and, and mm-hmm. you can go ahead and lead it off because this is kind of your this is kind of your thing. This was my this was this my brainchild. Yes. All right. So my first person is the no name Trevor Davis, wide receiver, Oakland Raiders. Now this guy just got signed off of Green Bay's practice squad before the game he had, and boy did he make it count. Now. You hear wide receiver, you're thinking, oh, I don't know, 15 catches, 300 yards, 7 touchdowns receiving. No, not Trevor Davis. Uh Uh-uh. He's going to confuse you. He's going to wrap around on an end around. He's going to get you two rushes, 74 yards, one touchdown. Now, the reason this guy's got such a high upside, and I mean just a ginormous upside, is no one saw it coming. Everyone thinks this dude's going to try and catch the ball down the seam. No, no, no. Trevor Davis is going to be the first Wildcat receiver 
where he's not going to throw the ball. He's not going to catch the ball. They're just going to give him end arounds game after game, and he's going to make big plays happen. Trevor Davis. What a That's pickup. That's his salute. All right. Mine. I'm going down the tight end route again. Last week I went tight end. It was an electric segment, um, but got deleted, so I had to find another tight end uh, to be my no-name salute. And I'll tell you what, I found a fucking gem. This guy's name is RSJ. You know what RSJ stands for? Ricky Seals Jones. Ricky Seals Jones. Actually, he goes by a wide receiver on this website, but I'm pretty sure he's a tight end. Can you confirm he's that? A tight end. Yes. He All right. A tight end. On this website I'm looking at, it is fake fucking news, pro football reference. Shout out to them for giving me fake news. Anyways, this guy went to Texas A&M. He was born on March 15, 1995. Not that that matters, but 24 years old. A&M, like I said, he is a Cleveland Brown. He is a Cleveland Brown, David Njoku. Everybody thought David Njoku was going to be the tight end in Cleveland. I'll tell you what, he ain't tight end anymore because Ricky Seals-Jones has come to town and he had himself a fucking game. I don't know I, I don't know what, what they saw in this guy uh, because I didn't see it. I don't know why he's number one target now, but Baker Mayfield loves him. He loves him more than OBJ. He loves him more than Landry. He loves him more than Nick Chubb. Ricky Seals-Jones versus Baltimore, 40-25 win, three catches, 82 yards, one touchdown. I, I mean, this guy, this guy's a fucking tank. I, I don't think he's, I don't think he's guardable. I think he might be the best tight end in the AFC, maybe in the whole league behind TJ Hawkinson. But um, Ricky Seals-Jones, three catches, 82 yards, a touchdown, has now made himself the man in Cleveland, and he's only 24. So though this dominant tear is only going to continue for probably another 11 years. And that is my no-name salute for RSJ, Ricky Seals-Jones. Oh, Faz, I mean, I might go pick that guy up in fantasy. I feel like I have and to. You have to. You have to. I mean, have to. how, how I mean, is he available in leagues? How the fuck is he available? Exactly. Unbelievable. Exactly. Unbelievable. So my next no-name salute is going to go out to a running back from the Los Angeles Chargers. Guy's only getting playing time because Justin Jackson went down. Melvin Gordon not fully back yet, so they didn't want to just run us to Austin Eckward dead, you know. They wanted to give him back on that is Troy Main Pope. Now, Troy Main Pope is a 25-year-old running back out of Jacksonville State. Now, people probably never heard of him because Jacksonville State, small school. No one really knows about him. No one really cares about him. But let me tell you about what this guy did this week. He had himself a 10-carry game. Imagine getting signed off the practice squad and getting 10 carries. Double-digit carries? Double-digit carries. Only got 20 yards. It wasn't that great. But he did capitalize on his two catches for 14 yards and one touchdown. Now, I didn't see the touchdown, but I can only I can only imagine caught it, spin move, couple of jukes, put some guys in the dirt, scored, spike, shimmy, I saw it. I saw the off. touchdown. It was better than Marshawn Lynch's five years ago. Exactly. I mean, it's just the guy's electric. He's a must-have. He was a no-name, but from here on out, I mean, he's going to be an every week start. Love it. Love it. I, 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 Like you just said, I might have to go pick that guy up. Who the fuck is Melvin Gordon? Who the fuck is Melvin Gordon? That's exactly that's Bum exactly ass. what he's saying. What was that guy's name again? I didn't catch it. Troy, Troy Main Pope. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Ending Give it. Give me your last guy. Yeah, yeah, I'm pulling it up. Sorry. Here we go. Last guy. Just some, some vitals for you. 6'2", 221, 25 years old. Born on September 11th. September 11th, not a good day in American history. But born on September 11th, second season in the year, or second season in the league, went to University of Georgia. You know who else went to University of Georgia? Matthew Stafford. You know what they produce? Elite talent. 
This guy's name, Javon Wims, number 83, wide receiver for the Chicago Bears. I'm looking through his game log at Denver. Oh, they don't even have week one on there, so I'm assuming the guy wasn't even on the wasn't even on the roster in week one. But uh, week two, he was there. He was there in Denver. Didn't do much. Week three, he was there. He had one catch for eight yards. But last week, last week, Chase Daniel came to town, and he realized what he had. And what he had is an elite wide receiver. Four catches, 56 yards, and he did have a 37-yard catch during that. I don't know what the 37-yard catch looked like, but if I had to guess, it was probably going to look like something Odell Beckham Jr. did back when he was on the Giants when he caught that ball with, like, two fingers. Yeah, it was one of those, like, toe-tapping it in. Unfucking believable catch. And, and again, uh, didn't get into the end zone, but I have inside sources in the Chicago locker room that are telling me that Javon Wims is now the guy. And and teams are frightened that that he has been discovered. And in Week 5 versus Oakland, um, I, I don't... I don't see how Javon Wims doesn't catch, or doesn't catch more than ten balls. He's going to catch ten. He's going to have a hundred yards, and he's going to find his way into the end zone. Um, Chicago has a gem, and, and as a fellow Lions fan, I am very fucking nervous that Javon Wims um, is in our division because he's going to be a problem. So that is my no-name salute to Javon Wims. Well, that guy sounds like he is an absolute wide receiver. One that is unbelievable. Unbelievable. Un-fucking-believable. Javon wins. All right. Boom! Anyways. Boom! Moving on. Final segment here. We're going to try and go through this quickly, but we got to provide in-depth analysis. Last week, um, we did our three-star betting. Uh, I went two and one from what I I recall. I don't know what you did. I'm just going to say you went 0-3, but I I went went two and one. I believe I went one and two. Okay. All right. You still haven't had a winning week. You're fucking struggling. So we need to get back on fucking track here. Um, mm-hmm. Three star bets. Let's just lay the groundwork out now because you got shit because you didn't understand the rules. Your three star bet is your least confident. Your two star bet is your second most confident. And your one star bet is what you put the fucking mortgage on. We got that, mm-hmm. correct? All yeah. right. Three to one. Lead off. Go ahead. My third star, my least confident pick is going to be Baltimore at Pittsburgh, minus three and a half. And let me tell you why, Foss. So I was dumb enough to, you know take Baltimore last week like a fool, not seeing that it was going to be a Cleveland bounce-back game. It was obviously going to be a Cleveland bounce-back game. How could I have been so dumb? But this week it has to be a Baltimore bounce-back game. John Harbaugh doesn't want to lose like that again. He doesn't want to be embarrassed. He doesn't want people to know that his quarterback's overrated. So I think they come out guns a-blazing and they blow Pittsburgh out of the fucking water. All right. You're going with the Ravens again. Uh, again. Again, you're betting on one of that. You're betting on that overrated, overrated organization. And yep. you're betting on that overrated QB, but yeah, but it's bounce back week. We'll see. We'll see. Bounce back weeks are big. I think our bounce back so far in the pod has been unfucking believable. So hopefully oh, yeah. the Ravens can join us. All right, my three star play of the week, bet of the week, is where is it? Sorry, three star. I like Arizona plus three and a half at Cincinnati. I think uh, this is this is the toilet bowl. We got two winless teams. But I think Arizona finally gets their first win. Kyler Murray finally gets his first win. Cliff Kingsbury finally gets his first win. And I just think the Bengals are fucking atrocious. I don't think there's a worse team in football. I think I'm taking the Dolphins over the Bengals right now. Bengals can't block. Their quarterback sucks dick. Joe Mixon is shit. 
Everything about that team sucks, and you know why? I think it's because they cut con or they let go of Vontez Perfect. I think they're accursed. Mm-hmm. Vontez Perfect should be on that team and, and rallying them, and, and that's really non that's not relevant to anything that I'm saying here. But Arizona plus three and a half is the play. Yeah, you know what, Foz? I like that one so much that I actually have it as my two star for pretty much all the same reasons. I I don't think the even perfect. Is, I especially perfect. <laughs> I think Vontez Perfect was the the real true heart of that team, and they just they got rid of him. They got rid of Whitworth two years ago, and since then it's just been Cincinnati's done everything wrong with this team after making the playoffs like five years in a row. They've just absolutely shit the bed. But that that's mine. That I have uh, Arizona and really, really this can be safe for another pod. But we need to discuss how Andy Dalton still has a job in the NFL. Randy Dalton will always have a job. You need in the NFL you need to give up on that guy, man. Slinger. All right, I will never give up on him. Here is my two star bet of the week and I think it's a good one and I'm actually that you know I wavered here this team has has won me two bets in a row and they're gonna fucking make it three the New York football Giants are plus five at home versus the Minnesota Vikings I think the Minnesota Vikings are trash I think Kirk mm-hmm. Cousins is so trash and they have a lot of turmoil going on. We got Thielen making comments about Kirk Cousins. So Kirk Cousins is getting a little nervous. They're going to force the issue. Stefan Diggs wants out of town. New York football giants are 2-0 and since Danny Dimes has taken over. Golden Tate mm-hmm. rejoins the Giants this week. And Golden Tate, mm-hmm. we all know Golden Tate's a fucking playmaker. And, and oh, yeah. you know, I don't know. I, I just, a five-point underdog. might be back. Saquon might be back. You know, they 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 are they're they're a brand new team. The Giants might 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 win eight games this year, which is a huge step for them. And I think Daniel Jones is gonna come into town or is gonna come into his home stadium again, settle in nicely versus that overrated Vikings team. And uh Kirk Cousins continues to disappoint and, and the Vikings start to spiral the fuck out of control. And it's starting now with Giants plus five. Bet a lot on it. I couldn't agree more with you. I think that is a dog shit organization, and they are just imploding starting at the receiving core. Now, my, my one star, the one that I am the most confident on, is tonight's game, the Thursday night football. I have Seattle versus the Los Angeles Rams, minus one and a half. Here's what I think. St. Louis I Rams? They're back? Los Angeles Rams. Thank you. No, what I said, oh, I might have said St. Louis. That game's tonight. To... That game is tonight. Yeah, it's happening in right. like... Right, so 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 pretty much whoever listens to this podcast isn't going to be able to bet the mortgage. No, it's tough for them. But okay, this is yeah, the fuck, the just fuck our listeners, right? It's the, it's the one that I'm betting on. I'm betting on what I'm confident on. I got right. money on it tonight. Do you actually have money but, on the Rams? Yeah, okay. no, not on the Rams, on Seattle. Or oh, you have oh, you have Seattle. Seattle minus one and a half. Seattle. Yeah. Oh, okay, got it, got it, got it. I think I think Seattle's going to win by it. at least three, at least three, maybe seven, maybe fourteen. Who knows? I just I don't think that the Rams are all that they're uh, scuffed up to be. I think that Jared Goff is showing to be like Lamar Jackson, that he might be just a little bit too overrated. I I just don't think they're a very good organization. I think the defense is going to be gradually getting worse. I think Tlaib's getting old. I think Marcus Peters is getting old. You still have Aaron Donald, so that's always a problem. But I think that uh, Russell Wilson's having himself an MVP-type season. I think it continues tonight, Agreed. Thursday night football. Um, I'm not using that as my one star. Um, mm-hmm. um, but... I do like to see. I'm not taking the points tonight. I'm going to Seattle money line, so I do uh, like that play. Here is my one star of the week, and, and this one might be a risky one star, but you know what? I'm just fucking going for it at this point. I think Chiefs at home are minus ten and a half versus the fucking Colts. 
Uh, I'm taking the Chiefs. I like the Chiefs by double digits. I think the Colts um, are a good underrated team. They're they're playing a lot better than expected. But but this line seems really kind of I don't know. It just seems big for me, and I feel like they're gonna get sucker people into taking the Colts. But I'm not falling for it. Vegas is not gonna fucking outsmart me this time. I think the the Chiefs rebound nicely against their scare against the uh, Colt or against the Lions, and they come out. Mahomes, Mahomes ain't throwing zero TDs this week. Mahomes is back oh to throwing three or four. Um, Brissett, you know, Brissett's had a nice start to the year, but. But I don't think he's gonna, you know, he's gonna turn the ball over at least once. It's in Kansas City. It's a prime time game. The Chiefs are ready to fucking go, and, and they're pissed off that that the Detroit Lions almost beat them uh, last mm-hmm. week. And I think the Chiefs win this game by at least thirteen. So I am putting my faith in Patty Mahomes and company to to really just pound the Colts on Sunday Night Football. And again, mm-hmm. um, I've been hot. I've been hot on this segment, man. And I want you to bet the fucking mortgage on the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good one as well. I think the Chiefs are due to absolutely poop on somebody, and I think they it's are. Gonna and it's gonna well. it's it's gonna be on prime time. And the whole world's mm-hmm. gonna see it. All right, um, that about does it. Any uh, any any closing remarks you want to tell to to our listeners, to ZenCaster, to anybody, anything? Yeah, I got a couple of things. First off, get through the bye week, Lions fans. We're going to have a bounce back two weeks from now. It's going to be great. It's going to be fantastic. Lions are going to get back to their winning ways. Two, Love it. Zencaster, you're a bunch of fucking nerds. And nerds don't do shit for the world. Fuck you. Fucking up our podcast. Everyone missed out on an absolute electric performance. Nerds. Nerds, nerds. That's all you got? All right. Here's my closing remark. The Atlanta Braves have taken a 3-1 to lead in the top of yeah. the 7th inning. Uh, the Braves are going to win me money tonight as well as you. And they're gonna. the Seahawks are going to win us money. And we are just getting fucking rich off We're betting. And rich shout off out pod. to Zencaster for, for introducing us to a new program. Again, um, hopefully this podcast will remain up. And I think we had a great bounce back, a great bounce back week, better than the Browns bounce back. Oh, by far, because the right. Browns are still doogie. Right. Yeah, right, right. Well, no, I disagree with you. I think the Browns are going to win the division. But anyways, uh, that's the topic for another day. Um, thank you for listening. It, you know, if you, you're still here at this point, you're a real one. Um, follow us on Twitter, iTunes, fucking whatever else we're on. Um, we're rolling. We're back. We'll see you next Thursday. And that's all we got for now. Go Lions. Go Lions. Whatever it's out.